Welcome, friends, to Workplace Injury Prevention, a fit-for-work podcast, where we are bringing the power of prevention to you. I am your host, Curtis Kopotic, and I am joined by my co-host, Amber Brown. And today we are talking to Cassidy Burton of the Work Assistance Foundation. Cassidy is going to give us a little background on the Work Assistance Foundation, who it's going to help out, and how they are involved with work steps. So here is Cassidy with the Work Assist Foundation. Thank you for joining us, Cassidy, to talk about the Work Assist Foundation. And so we just wanted to know what is the Work Assist Foundation and what role do you play in it? Sure. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here and to talk a little bit about it. The mission of the Work Assist Foundation is to empower employers to create a culture of disability inclusion in the workplace through innovation, education, and accommodation. And so my role within the organization, I'm the acting executive director, and we are just, you know, at the beginning of what we hope is going to be a really long and meaningful journey in this kind of, you know, we're not the only ones that are in this realm, but it's something that's really important to Work Steps Incorporated. And so we're we're excited. So this foundation, uh, what motivated it to get started, and how, how was this vision started? Well, it's it's been one that's kind of been floating around out there for years and years, and I think that the you know the management at Work Steps in particular, uh, Pete and Cindy Gallagher and Larry Feeler, for the longest time have wanted to do more to formalize and expand their charitable giving as a corporation. And so there have been a lot of conversations about, you know, what might that look like and, and, and what's the, the best way to leverage our assets as a corporation to kind of develop that out. And then, of course, the Hoffmans, Dr. Ben Hoffman coming on board, you know, a couple of years ago, hearing about it, getting excited about uh, the idea of the foundation again, it kind of kind of spurred us on. And so the desire to do something like this has been there a long time. Actually taking it from the realm of of a great idea and a heart project, passion project, and bringing it down to earth and look at, okay, how can we make this actionable? How do we make an impact? That's been, you know, the work of about the last year. And so this is really, just something that that everybody was was really passionate about. And it it just so happens that, you know, now the timing is right. So, you know, I think that's that's really kind of where it where it started, where it came from. So what makes being a part of work steps important for the foundation? Well, so one thing that's unique about work steps, obviously, you know, work steps is an industry leader in in function and everything that they do. And the way that WorkSteps is structured, there is a, you know, a huge network that across the United States and kind of eking into Canada and and other places, this network of providers, the organizations and institutions like hospitals and physical therapy clinics that deliver the WorkSteps test. And when you have a network like that, it gives you a really unique opportunity to disseminate information to rally people, you know, there's just a lot of value in in being able to to leverage that network of people. And while that's not the only, you know, avenue 
for the foundation, I think it's a really important one because oftentimes kind of getting the word out and educating is something, you know, that's a challenge that takes a lot of time. So it's a unique opportunity to kind of cut that down in terms of time. And then because our mission speaks to empowering employers, it's another opportunity, another contact point. You know, we have these these employers who are who are making the offers to potential employees and you know they're at these different clinics it's just it's another point of of contact these physical therapists have a lot of them such a wealth of understanding and creativity when it comes to how do you do a job safely so while you may be on the job and there may be one prescribed way that's sort of outlined Um, that certainly doesn't mean that that's the only way necessarily to safely perform that job. And so having these, these therapists out there, it's incredible what they bring to the table in terms of how do we get this done? What are our options? So what, what is the plan of service or the type of service that this foundation will be providing that people should be included when you talk about inclusion, what, what are some of the steps that you're doing to make that happen? There are a lot of really excellent organizations out there that are advocating for individuals with disabilities. We want to maybe demystify a little bit what that looks like for employers. WorkSteps Corporate, one of the challenges that kept coming up in these you know, meetings is we found that people are nervous They're nervous about hiring individuals with disabilities. They're nervous about managing individuals with disabilities. And and to be honest, on some level, just with the pace of business, they, they don't have the time or don't take the time to research how they might be able to make some small adjustments to the way that they manage, to the way that they, the jobs are performed that would open it up to a wider pool of people. And so you know, in that mission, when we talk about, you know, innovation, education, and accommodation, we really thought through, okay, so innovation might look like identifying new technology or supporting individuals or organizations that are pioneering new technology from an assistive standpoint. Uh, That education could mean, among other things, you know, offering training, education on the nature of disability in the workplace, just in general, but also hiring and managing, helping to kind of dispel some of the misconceptions that are out there. And then accommodation, similarly looking at ways that we can help make that information easily accessible and available to employers, and then also help fund and support those who are researching new ways, new methods of accommodation. Those are some of the types of activities that might be included in the foundation's activities. So similarly to how WorkSeps works with the specific companies and organizations, it sounds like that's what the foundation is doing as well as far as working with those companies and organizations to best, is it almost even making best practices for for hiring people with disabilities or just more, as you were talking about, along the lines of educating as to what their options are? To answer your first question, I anticipate that we will work a lot with the employers with whom we have an existing relationship, but it's not necessarily targeted toward those employers. I feel like the foundation while affiliated with WorkSteps, it's going to operate as a foundation in and of itself. So the activities 
that we undertake and the, the initiatives, you know, that we kind of push, the things we fund, things like that, they may have a, a direct tie to employers, but they may not. It may be another sphere. The, the cool thing right now is that we're trying to identify the gaps. So there are kind of, as I mentioned with the, um, with the advocacy groups, there are a lot of really great organizations that are doing work in this sphere right now. And some of them are nonprofits. Some of them are, you know, government entities. Some of them are private. So we're, we're looking at what's already being done, you know, what's working and how do we identify the things that are working well and then help support and grow those things. And then if in that process, we identify a gap and we feel like, oh, we have the ability to develop something that might fill this gap, then I think that we would do that as well, but we're still kind of in the, in the place of identifying just exactly, you know, what's needed. We know where we want to have an impact. Work steps, as you know, uh, or, you know, those who may not know, once a candidate goes through the work steps test, it's determined whether or not they're capable to safely perform the essential functions of a job. If they're not capable of safely performing the essential functions of a job, then, you know, you start to look at why is that? And if it's the result of a disability, can an accommodation be made? So sometimes, you know, a reasonable accommodation can be made. Oftentimes a reasonable accommodation can be made, but sometimes maybe it can't. So that leaves us with a pool of people who are capable, who are wanting to enter into the job market, but they weren't a fit for that particular position. And so, you know, individuals like that, we want to look at, you know, how do we support? Who do we direct them to? What, you know, what's next? So that, it, you know, they don't just fall through the cracks because having a disability, it changes how you do things, but it doesn't necessarily make you any less capable. And so, you know, just really wanting to help employers and help the individuals with disabilities themselves understand, let's look at ways we can get this done. Let's look at ways we can open these jobs up to provide not just opportunity for the individuals with disabilities, but it's an opportunity for the employers. You know, these are candidates that are well qualified in so many cases that are that bring just a wealth of knowledge and experience and it's not a it's not about a charitable act on the part of the employer it's not creating a job that's less than it is just trying to facilitate plugging somebody into a job that they would be excellent at they just happen to have a disability that's preventing them from doing it the way that this been sort of the status quo for the employer I wanted to take a quick break to ask you to think about a simple question. How do you show that you care about your employees? One of the most rewarding ways is to show them that you care about their health and partnering with Fit for Work is the most effective way to do that. As trained professionals in musculoskeletal issues, we will reduce your company's sprains and strains through our proven steps of on-site early intervention, industrial ergonomics, employee testing, and safety compliance. So go to our website, www.wellworkforce.com and click on the connect with us button to learn more. It sounds like a lot of education that you'll be able to provide to employers on how they can make those adjustments. And then if that's not possible, correct me if I'm wrong, helping find maybe a different site or location that you work with where a particular person 
would qualify? Would you be helping them steer them to a, a different company if that's what it took? You know, to be honest, I, I think that that could be one of the things that happens. I think right now we're still just kind of looking at the sort of what then? How do we best serve? How do we best empower the employer? How do we best? So those pathways, you know, from, okay, you're not capable, then what happens next? Those are not, I feel like, carved out well enough to say, yes, this is, you know, what we would do. It's more, this is where we're living right now as a board of directors in terms of, you know, strategic planning and, and again, not wanting to reinvent the wheel. There are, there are organizations out there that do some of that, but looking at who's doing it, who's doing it well, it may be more a matter of making connections with existing organizations and funding existing programs and organizations than carving that path out again, you know, ourselves. So that's sort of one of the pieces of the puzzle that that's sort of where we're living right now is, you know, what does this look like? And we want to be very careful about uh, the path that we choose, because with all of these, you know, excellent organizations, ideas out there, it's better for us to pull from what's existing and help support it than to try and, and recreate something brand new if it's if it's not necessarily needed. It sounds like this is a, a very unique foundation in the way that you are trying to fill the gaps of organizations or foundations or government assist programs that may already be available. Is that yeah. is that correct? You you guys are you guys are, <laughs> are filling all those holes um, of things that that are already available out there. Yes, I think that's that's accurate. We We anticipate that as we operate new holes, as well as new connections, new need, you know, those are things that will continue to present themselves. And so we want to have our ear to the ground. We want to really tune in and use what is unique to the foundation, use what is, you know, what's the thing that maybe not everybody could replicate to help support. I'm excited about it because as hard as it is to nail down at this point in time, I love the idea that it, you know, that it applies to so many types of activities out there and that we have this opportunity. We've established this foundation and spend some time and energy out in the field in that part of what disability inclusion looks like and just learn. You know, there is a lot to learn speaking just from my own personal experience, I I really just didn't even know how much I didn't know, which is so encouraging because it means that there's there's a lot of work to be done. And that's what we're here for. Definitely sounds like the, it's it's definitely in the planning stages right now. So when is kind of your guys' kickoff and when are, can, can people expect things to be more in that uh, finalization process is kind of where are you at now? And when is that, those kind of dates? 2021, you will see some more actionable activities. So through the the rest of 2020, we're still in the strategic partnership development phase, in the planning phase. We are an established nonprofit, but we are not yet a 501c3 tax exempt organization. Um, That is also part of our 2020 activities. So, you know, January 2021, we'll sort of come out with our 2021 list of priorities and activities. Um, and that will be the result of, of the last couple of years of planning. So you'll really see, okay, here's what the priorities are for this year. And here's, here's how you can expect to see those 
uh, being delivered in terms of activities and, and programs and and partners. So we've been able to to grab you at the ground up and and feet on the ground running, huh? Yes, and I'm so appreciative because I know it's difficult sometimes. You want something to hold on to, you know, you want something to wrap your mind around, and it, it can be a little uncomfortable to sit in this space where you're um, you're still listening and learning. But we want people who are in this world of disability inclusion, you know, we're trying to learn. We're trying to learn from them. We're trying to investigate best practices from employers out there. So this is a necessity for us. We fully understand that while work steps is in this involved in this process on a daily basis, that there's just a whole lot that we still need to know and we want to be patient. It's not about a kudos to work steps for developing a foundation. It's not about you know, us feeling good about ourselves. It's about there's a need out there. Work steps feels as though we're uniquely qualified to help meet that need. And so the foundation is established. Let's see what we can do. But we need this time to listen and learn and strategize so that it's truly a service and it's not just about us and what we think are great ideas. So if people are interested, they've learned all about your foundation now, they want to learn more or possibly even become a partner or donate to the foundation, um, where can they look? Who can they contact? Give us the information. Well, our website is workassist.org. And there you can find information, general information about the organization and, you know, our board of directors. We do accept donations. It's just important that people understand that at this point, if you make a donation, that donation may not be a tax deductible donation. That won't happen until uh, we have our letter of determination from the IRS. So just total transparency Good there. Good idea on that one. Yeah. <laughs> as far as involvement, information, we welcome that. They're, they can shoot me an email and I can be reached at cassidy at workassist.org. We just, we would love to visit with anybody who feels like they've got something to add to this conversation. Well, I just got to say, I, I can see how wonderful of, of a potential this is because being able to help those that are in really a vulnerable situation where they may not you know, they, they have skill sets, obviously, everybody has abilities. And to be able to, to help them along that process is, is just huge. So I'm, I'm grateful for the work that you guys are doing. Um, any final thoughts or messages you want to leave us with? No, I don't think so. Just appreciation for allowing us platform and the time to get the word out about what's going on. Great. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, we look forward to seeing how things kick off with you guys and definitely follow up with you and see how the program's going. Thank you so much. We really want to thank Cassidy for her time on sharing with us about the Work Assist Foundation. I found the mission really encouraging and the mission of innovation, education, and accommodation, both for various companies and then also with for people with disabilities as well and, and how bringing them together and, and helping them kind of navigate this world. You know, I kind of view the the foundation kind of like Fit for Work does where you have this, they know that there's already great stuff being done, but they also know that there's some holes that can be filled and they people just need that additional assistance. So whether it's current organizations that are already going around or companies, they're looking to fill those extra holes to make everybody even better. 
And I mean, yeah, you can tell how transparent and open Cassidy was about wh- what phase they're at and really understanding, you know, trying to take things the right way. We sometimes we can, you know, get really excited about an idea. And if it's finding that balance, you know, they have a plan, but they know that they need to take their time to do it right because this is going to help so many people. Um, so really great to see the work that they are doing. And if you're definitely interested, reach out to her and her organization. And just want to thank you for listening to this episode of Workplace Injury Prevention, a Fit for Work podcast, uh, where we are bringing the power of prevention to you. Please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And to get started preventing injuries, please visit our website at wellworkforce.com. And feel free to email us with any questions or comments to podcast at wellworkforce.com. And remember, prevention improves lives. Prevention improves lives.